Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, one of the Dadley boys, Michael Hamfler, and Andy Murray from What Culture to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. <laughs> we have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture as said though joined by hamlet and andy to discuss well gents we are gathered here today to discuss the wrestlemania 38 card and predict it i suppose andy how are you feeling ahead of wrestlemania 38 considering the royal rumble is now in our rear view um not as good as i would feel if the royal rumble was better than it was uh not the greatest pay-per-view that WWE has ever produced in the month of January. In fact, not even the best month of January pay-per-view they've produced this year, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to feel the usual wave of enthusiasm that you would coming out of the Rumble because the event wasn't all that great. The, the men's and women's Rumbles in particular were kind of sludgy, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, uh, I don't mind so much about predictability. I don't mind who won the matches, but the bouts themselves weren't particularly exciting. The follow-up episode of Raw was very much an episode of Raw. Um, they've since mm, they've seriously got some work to do for me to get fully excited for WrestleMania because the Ra- I like the Rumble more than WrestleMania generally. Um, can they do it? Well, they've got Ronda back. They've got Brock pretty much on a full-time on a mm. full-time timetable. Uh, there's certainly lots of interesting options like the ones we're going to talk about today. Yeah, uh, uh, 5 out of 10, if I was to rate my excitement. And and yet, looking at what Andy's pitched here, for example, and looking at the potential (laughs) names that they've got, like, there's a chance that this could genuinely be the most stupendous WrestleMania (laughs) of all time. Indeed there is, Will Vaughn. I am, uh, I'm hyped. I'm way above the five that Murray very reasonably is. I'm uh, a lifetime idiot loser and microphone abuser when it comes to talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> Just endless, relentless hype. The venue's massive. It says stupendous in the branding. Even if the wrestlers aren't sort of brought together in the great combinations that Murray suggested in the article, um, look at all the names. Mm. Look at all the names. They're going to get white variations of the gear. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. You know, and you know what they're all obsessed with in WWE these days. It's going to be massive. I just, I don't know, like, WrestleMania is, WWE is very silly. And this is the silly season when it comes to WrestleMania at this point. They have shown before the pandemic and in the kind of WrestleMania 
that was on the way out of the pandemic but still in it last year, that there will still go daft for the big show. There will still be box-like structures. <laughs> like, <laughs> hand in hand, later. hand in hand and arm in arm with like genuinely evocative moments, such as like the main event of night one or Roman Reigns stacking up every opponent as if to make clear that nobody could touch him. They can still do this. It's a bit of a shame that they tend to only do it two nights out of 365. (laughs) Well, you talked uh, about main events there. Let's start there, Andy. What would you like to see as, as the two main events of WrestleMania 38? So what I would like to see and what I think I will see are not necessarily the same thing. Sorry, yes. This is just <laughs> predicting it, not, not I, what you'd like yeah. to see. I don't want it to be seen as I'm endorsing a certain match that we'll talk to later. Um, <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, I'm well, all in. Maybe, maybe I am as well, actually. <laughs> uh, so the first main event, WrestleMania, I'm thinking night one because it's an appetizer for the second second night, got to build excitement, deliver a moment, but build excitement is uh, Shane McMahon versus... (laughs) 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 It's Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. I was going to say, I was getting a bit of a sweat on there, Murray, with something that you were going to say. There might be a huge, pretty significant problem with that. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, following the reporting from Dave Meltzer and various other people, uh, pre- and post-Rumble, seems to be the way we're going. Makes sense. Because that means you can do Becky next year. You can get two re- WrestleManias out of Ronda, which seems to be the contract. Why do the Becky match this year? Why burn that out? Why not do the Charlotte match? Come back to the Becky one next year. You've been waiting for it forever. If Becky turns babyface again, Ronda goes heel. I think you've got, well, you've got 14 months to build that. Could be awesome. Could be great. And Charlotte and Ronda have had a good match in the past as yeah. well. Very physical, very intense. My night two main event. The the dynamics. Ooh. Sorry, just to talk about that quickly. <laughs> the dynamics, like you say, for the for the Becky one, this seems a little, as much as I'd love to see it this year. Like you say, as you zoom out and see the bigger picture, if you're gonna do, you are gonna do Becky versus Ronda, and I'm gonna hold you to that WWE. Then Becky versus, uh, sorry, Ronda versus Charlotte this year just makes sense. It does make sense. WWE already because they just do this to themselves. Need to work harder than they should have needed to to promote this. Ronda and Charlotte had an absolute ripper at the Survivor Series 2018. A really memorable, probably all-time great WWE women's match, quite honestly. I think that's without hyperbole. And yet, they bring Ronda to the post-Royal Rumble Raw and have Becky Lynch refer to that match as an appetizer. Problem is, that's true. It is an a- Charlotte Ronda is an appetizer to the main meal of Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, yet they're going to force... Uh, an appetizer to be the main meal <laughs> in Texas. They've kind of they've made that bed for themselves, and it's now all about um, making that dynamic feel more relevant, feel more topical, feel more urgent. What I think they've got going in their favour with Charlotte Flair is that it will be much easier for fans to gravitate to Flair as the heel when Rousey is already feeling like she needs a bit more mm-hmm. support from the audience. The um, we're kind of still saying the loud part quiet when it comes to Ronda Rousey. The Rumble reaction was good not amazing. Her raw performance was good, not amazing, but these are the first two shows back. You know, she's, what, like four or five months after giving birth. That will be a, like, physically and mentally and emotionally demanding experience in her real life that maybe wasn't there the last time when she was all in on this WWE yeah. running. It's merely a part of her life, not her whole life this time around. So we can expect a few, like, sort of subtle differences in how this all looks. But when Ronda came back, there was as much discussion about the real-life person as there was about the awesome character that we've had on screen. 
that led into this belief that, oh, she's maybe not going to be as received as warmly as she was first time around. Charlotte Flair will aid that. Hmm. She is very good at being disliked. Sometimes it's the most awkward thing with Charlotte Flair is when she's asked to play babyface when she's such a natural heel. The fact that she can lean in as hard as she likes to being the villain of this piece will only help that fire, I think, burn brighter within Ronda Rousey. By the time we get to WrestleMania, assuming that she works at least 50 to 60% of the SmackDowns, I think we could be where we were in 2018, 2019 in terms of an expectation of quality and in terms of a build that has allowed us to believe that. Night two, what you got? Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Yes. Shockingly, yeah. mm-hmm. shockingly, the match that's already been announced is going to be <laughs> one of the main events of WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been pretty clear from the moment it was clear that we weren't getting The Rock, that this was the match. It's the one thing that WWE, I think, will always go back to when they have Brock available. Him and Roman, they've been doing this for a long-ass time. Uh, And it makes sense as well. The way they've told the story, this all fits into place very nicely. Uh, Brock has had the WWE title. He's lost it, thanks to Roman. We've had Paul bouncing back and forth between the two of them. That appears to be done now, unless there's another twist and he becomes an advocate for another two weeks and (laughs) goes, actually, I'm a wise man at the table. Um, So we got a lot more... Two months of my tribal chief. Those backstage segments that I find really obnoxious. But the rest of the story has generally been good. They've they've got the big important beats right. The first pay-per-view match, the right finish, the right outcome. Um, the problem with me is the, the result of this match. It's like, what do you do with it? Brock is obviously big and bad enough to believably beat Roman Reigns. And if Roman Reigns' long title reign ends on a Brock Lesnar loss... It's it's no great shame in that. But it would be a shame if it ended that way instead of ending in the minting of a new star. Exactly. That being said, the minting of a new star is not generally something this company has done a lot over the past few years. So it's almost quite fanciful to sit here and go, oh, well, if they spend, I don't know, a year building up, pick your favorite mid-card wrestler who's really talented and really good and could rise up. Xavier Woods, let's say Xavier Woods, if they spent a year pick, uh, building him up, it'd be great, it'd be awesome. It would, but it would also be something they wouldn't do. It's not how they operate, it's not how they book. So, yeah, I think it's the ma- It's a big attraction, clearly. Um, the TV between these two is usually very good. Brock loves this role. I love Brock in this role. He's having a lot of fun. Doesn't need someone to do his talking for him anymore. Uh, it's a good vibe all around. And uh, I'm uh, looking forward to the fireworks show. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, they, they sort of looked into it in terms of not burning through another match at day one. But yeah, it just feels like this has been destined for, for quite some time, this. And, and I'm not arguing against it. For the first time ever in terms of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah, I I go back and forth on the potential quality of this because it does feel like we've seen every possible like physical combination at this point. Heel, babyface, virtual squash, competitive. They've done it all. They've done every version of this. We've even had the version where whose side is Paul Heyman on? So that's out the way now, as Murray says. Kind of glad that we've ticked that one off by him sidling up to Roman at the Royal Rumble. Where I think this could really succeed is in, it's funny you mentioned about minting a new star, because minting a new star was what was always seen to be the natural way to end the Undertaker's streak, and they didn't. They gave it to Brock Lesnar. This feels like a perfect replication of the drama that you get that, but we have the advantage of knowing what it feels like now. We've lived through Brock Lesnar mm. ending the streak, and we can all look at it, they'll be, it'll be debated forever, but there's a lot of reasons why, on balance, it was a good call. Mm-hmm. So with that rationale, it's then easy to think, 
well, it'll be a good call to end Roman's title reign with it as well. It's something that is, you know, different lengths and different times and different meanings, but something that right now is as valuable as that. Like, he's got a belt, but this is as valuable. The, the number itself is as valuable as the belt. The time he's held the title is as valuable as the belt itself, probably more so. So the idea of Brock ending that, we've learned from the Undertaker experience, like, will work. It will be logical and it will feel earned if Brock gets it done. There is one sort of wrinkle on this Rhodes WrestleMania that I guess... Like, Murray at the time wouldn't have, like, factored this into the one we're going to talk about here. But I'm not completely opposed at present with Brock winning the WWE title yes. at um, Elimination Chamber to add even more spice to this. Somebody will Photoshop Brocky two belts. And that's <laughs> a bit of wordplay. But what it also is is proof that precedent exists for both belts to be on the line. Becky did it. So they might not be shy against doing it again. And in Brock and Roman with both belts, you have very much a contemporary ultimate challenge. Title for title, Hogan versus Warrior, Bamoth versus Bamoth, and something has to give. It probably won't happen, mm. but I dare say, come Elimination Chamber, it will cross Vince McMahon's mind, the prospect of that visual. Oh, we got a great question on the news today uh, saying, you know, genuinely think there's there's a multitude of people in that chamber match that you could book leaving with the WWE Championship. You could have Bobby retain. That's what you've got, and we'll talk about. Uh, well, actually, you probably wrote this before the chamber, possibly. But, uh, you know, Bobby goes into WrestleMania with the title in in this uh, predictions. But elsewhere, like, you could argue, oh, Riddle has it. Maybe Riddle has a feud with with Orton. Or, you know, Seth wins it. And Seth and Kevin Owens, which we'll get to in a few minutes. You know, even AJ Styles and and the legend that he's going to face could have the WWE Championship tacked onto it. And I think that's the beauty of that, that chamber match, which is genuinely intriguing. Talking of the WWE Championship, though, Andy, if Bobby Lashley leaves the chamber with it still around his waist. Uh, who do you have him, or who do you think he's going to face at WrestleMania? So when I was kind of constructing these card predictions, I kind of pondered the various options coming out of the chamber match. I wrote this the day after Raw, so it was just kind mm. of, it just come together. Um, and the way I was putting it together in my head was, well, certain other feuds that are probably going to spawn from this match and towards WrestleMania don't need to have the WWE title. They're already interesting enough without the WWE title. And Brock getting the belt, I mean, I think Vince has probably already booked that, honestly. <laughs> uh, there's a good chance, but you know how often he changes his mind. I thought about that as well, but then I considered, well, yeah, the moment will be great and everything, but we've learned from Becky's run with the two belts that what happens after that is one of them doesn't work out so well. Um, so I went to Bobby Lashley retaining in this and then defending it at WrestleMania against Matt Riddle because the the Orton feud that's going to be a long-term thing um they've talked about reportedly talked about potentially doing it at WrestleMania plans seem to have changed but you've already got the basis of it with Riddle being involved in the Elimination Chamber and Randy not being involved there's a source of jealousy even better source of jealousy is if Riddle emerges in the road to WrestleMania TM as a number one contender and a challenger for Bobby. It's another thing that you can use to generate distance between Riddle and Orton for an eventual payoff. And if you book that program correctly and say Riddle beats Bobby for the belt here, uh, you can have a world title feud that's going to last to SummerSlam or even longer if you're clever enough in how you put it together. That's the main reason I've gone for that. It's also just to give Bobby Lashley something big, something nice. I've, I've really enjoyed his presentation since he stopped the, the Lana storyline and connected with MVP. I think he's been one of the most best, most consistent characters and wrestlers in the company. I think he's been tremendous. Um, 
first run was very good. If you, ha this will be a shorter run for sure. The way I've got it in my head, lose it to Riddle at WrestleMania. Uh, he's really over Riddle as well, so it makes sense. Um, here, shorter run, but if he wins Elimination Chamber and knocks off Brock Lesnar, or you know, Roman Reigns or the Usos interfere and somehow get inside the chamber and help him or whatever, uh, that's not a bad scalp to have either. So be a good run. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd love to see Big E in Riddle's spot, but I don't know whether or not that's viable. I don't even know if he's on bloody SmackDown. Or he's on SmackDown now, yeah. yeah. It's not looking great. But SmackDown I, tag wrestler Big E probably not fighting for the Raw singles still, title. Like, tell me there's a chance. Still hold out. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the, the, the Riddle-Lashley uh, match has, has real potential, especially because of their you know MMA backgrounds. Like, this could be a real show stealer for me. Yeah, it's kind of a out-of-nowhere ripper. This pitch. Um, I mean, obviously, if we can't get her business explodes triple threat, then I guess we'll just have to take <laughs> this as a, as a second place. Um, the Riddle Orton thing is strange because this has kind of come in line with conflicting reports about Randy Orton's near future, hasn't it? Like the prospect of whether or not he'll be part of the road to WrestleMania and something that we would have probably from what last like autumn assumed would be the, yeah. the breaking up of RK Bro for the benefit of this match. I have quite significant worries that if Orton and Riddle doesn't make WrestleMania, they won't have the like nous and ability to tell the story and extend it beyond. Uh, the one thing about this time in this feud to end at WrestleMania was that they didn't have time to blow it. <laughs> it's it's like not to be like overly cynical, but they don't do long term storytelling anymore. They barely do storytelling anymore. So the fact that this has managed to sustain itself as long as it has almost feels like you're, you're risking too much by not paying it off at WrestleMania. But while we're talking about Riddle versus Lashley, it feels, and I can't speak to this without Cage Match in front of me for the hours and hours and hours of Monday Night Raw we've watched, it feels like a brand new combination, even if it's not. And really, that's more important. It doesn't matter if they've wrestled before. Everybody's wrestled before. WWE never ends. But if you have a match that feels brand new on a stage like WrestleMania, then it's sort of the perfect way to crown Riddle. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, like a, a match he like none of us expected him to have. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a win that maybe nobody would have forecast even, what, as much as two, three weeks ago when yeah. you were looking at yeah. the breakup. The Chamber performance will probably matter because this is a time of year where, for all of his many faults and foibles, Vince McMahon is probably watching quite intently to see who looks like they want it the most. Plans do change, pal, mm. and this is a bit of an opportunity in that strange, I'll be generous and call it unique, it's obviously pretty awful, but the unique set of working circumstances where somebody can just force their way into a WrestleMania match to so kind of force a will. That could be Willborn. Uh, could be Willborn. Willborn. <laughs> I was thinking force of Willborn. Could be Riddle's <laughs> could be Riddle's opportunity if he has this incredible standout performance in the chamber. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Switching gears now, in the words of Michael Cole, <laughs> and to the uh, Raw Women's Championship. Um, like you say, if Ronda doesn't fight Becky, this alternative seems the most obvious. And again, yeah. another potential show stealer. Yeah, Bianca Belair. It's it's the match to book. Um, it's it, This really is the most obvious thing in the world if we're doing Ronda versus uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania. You have to pay the Bianca Belair situation off. You have to do it at some point. Otherwise, her whole year was for next to nothing, you know, with the wonderful moment of WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble win, of course, um, everything that's happened since then. It's a waste of time if you don't eventually pull this Becky thing off. Um, you got to return to it. That memories of SummerSlam still linger uh, in the back of many a, fine, a fan's mind, and you've got to kind of get rid of those. Um, a lot of people will tell you that Bianca had this incredible year last year. Her stock certainly rose. Yeah, Royal Rumble, amazing. Uh, the, the Sasha match and the title win, fantastic. Glad they got the main event spot. Loved it. It was one of my favorite WWE matches of the year. Don't talk about the bit in between, though. But yeah, the <laughs> stu- that's the thing. That's what kind of undermines the great year take is the stuff after that was, on the whole, not great. The Bailey feud in ring had its moments. Content-wise, week to week, all the faces laughing on the on the thing, stripping Bianca Belair of her confidence, which has always been her one big thing. Why are you bringing that into question? It's so far removed from reality that it was impossible to invest in. She's had various go-nowhere feuds since then. She was in the Royal Rumble for 47 and a half minutes, eliminated one person and nobody noticed. She was thrown out like it was nothing as well. It's just, you need to make that good. You need to come back on it. And that's not something that WWE often do, but I'm pretty confident with the way the chips have landed elsewhere that this is what they'll do. Bianca wins WrestleMania. She's done it. She's got rid of Becky. She's answered that question. The issues are over. Big coronation. Here we go. Big run with the belt. You can also use that as a way to start turning Becky to the opposite side of the alignment scale as well. Get her to where she needs to be for Ronda. I've failed big time. Bex hasn't paid off. I need to go back to what I know. The man reemerges. Good way to kick that off. Yeah. Like, echo that really. I, I do resent the implication that Bianca Belair isn't still the EST. She is indeed the weakest, the meekest, the mildest. <laughs> but I would like to see that rectified ASAP. The point Murray was making about a year, it needs saying louder, quite honestly. Like, the angle in between the Rumble and WrestleMania was risible stuff. Yeah. People were clinging on for um, Bianca and Sasha to just be great, and luckily it was. We are back there now. I wouldn't consider this story to be good between uh, Becky and Bianca. It was just a series of 
defeats or near misses for somebody that was on top of the world before Becky Lynch came back. It's not a particularly great story. It's just a gradual decline of somebody's confidence, ability, and winning record that has extended to the Royal Rumble where she was overlooked for the most part. But WWE is weird. <laughs> and when nothing matters, you can really get away with things that you shouldn't be allowed to. Yes, Bianca Belair has done next to nothing in this quest to regain a title against Becky Lynch. Yes, she's done next to nothing in a Royal Rumble, but they like they want you to forget stuff. She won a match on Raw straight after the Rumble, clean. And in their minds, that's like them saying, Great, ready for WrestleMania. They'll be thinking, right, we've got to do, we've got to there's a nice bit of visual symmetry about the fact that she lost the title in the big stadium setting, completely overwhelmed by the return of Becky Lynch. This time around, WrestleMania is something she's comfortable with. She's done this before and she's done it bigger and she's done it better, and she's no longer going to be overawed by Becky. There are nice details that you can add to this storyline. I want Becky to bring the truck back. That was the closest thing to big time Bex when she was still a baby face. So at least like lean into what we already saw happening before she went off on maternity. Um, Have Becky get bigger time than ever before in order for Bianca Belair to beat the best version of Becky Lynch. And as Murray says, kind of have that mountain crumble, have everything fall apart around Becky Lynch because you can do... It's been a bit overdone, ultimately, but you can do a pretty good redemption storyline because she's a star. People will invest, as proven by this run, in just about anything she does. So give people the thing they want to invest in most between now and Ronda Rousey. Uh, let's quickly fly fly through some other matches before we get to one that Andy Murray's described as cinematic chaos. Uh, let's do a couple Who of dream matches that you have pitched, uh, one of which I'm looking at right now uh, is absolutely mouth-watering. It's so easy. You don't need to think about it. No effort whatsoever needs to go into putting this together. I don't even need to explain why you should do it. It's Lee and Trish versus Sasha and Bailey. It's the easiest match in the world. It's two generations colliding. The standouts from those generations. Uh, Sasha and, and Trish have teased working together. Every single interview that comes out that the one of them does, they seem to talk about the other one. They've teased it. They had that Rumble interaction in Royal Rumble 98. You bring their frenemies onto their side. You put them to... That's it. Just book it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, A rare... I mean, of course, I would go mad for this. I'd put this on last on night too, quite frankly. It's it's so (laughs) fantastic. It's one of those rare cases where the way WWE books, which is, it's official, (laughs) is so perfect. I cannot quite bring... like I, I can't think of the narrative explanation for why... Sasha and Bailey suddenly come together again. I can't quite think of the narrative explanation of within two or three months we get to this tag match that Sasha and Bailey have been trying to manifest for years. But I can think of a time when WWE have just said a match is happening with a graphic. And I would be more than willing to welcome that here. Sasha Banks says, I want something big for WrestleMania. I'm looking to legends. I'm looking to icons. And I'm not afraid of anybody. And then our graphic manifests her WrestleMania dream. And if anything, you tell the story of this being Bailey's comeback match and can they coexist? And you know that's that WWE love it. And you see them together for the first time, you wonder, are they gonna like be the heel version themselves, the golden role models, the baby faces, or whatever? And the match will just absolutely rule. No way, absolutely no way that Bailey and Sasha won't want a Trish and Lita match to try and steal the show. They will do, and I'm not saying Trish and Lita like, can't still go in small doses, but they're going to do everything they can to make this scene even better than it already looks on paper. I love this. In terms of a men's dream match, mm. AJ Styles versus Edge writes itself as well, yeah. doesn't it? They both want it, don't they? Like AJ was speaking about it, I think on Twitter or somewhere the other day. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just another one. You just, just throw it together. It doesn't have to be this long, complicated. And in fact, if it wasn't this long, complicated storyline, I think it would actually benefit Edge because, brothers, I have seen more than enough of those sitting in the middle of the ring with a spotlight and a steel chair promos and the vein popping out of his head and getting super serious. You put me to a dark place, CJ. I've, I've had enough of those. <laughs> Don't do any of that. Just give me the match graphic, like Hamlet said. And AJ is safe one of the greatest wrestlers of his generation of all time, I think he'd mesh very well with Edge. Yeah, like, Styles does this at this time of year, doesn't he? He kind of knows that he's got this really cool sweet spot in WWE where if he just asks or says things out loud enough, they might actually happen. I think he's been wanting to join this on this day community for ages. <laughs> so this is yet another one he can take off and nothing but respect to him for it. Uh, we talked a little bit about the implosion of RK-Bro, and if it's, that's not happening at WrestleMania, we could have another feud that is pulled off, uh, and a match that we actually saw, what, two years ago? Yeah, when Kevin Owens uh, jumped off the WrestleMania logo in an empty room, because he's oh, just... Find me the biggest thing in a gym and I'll leave yeah. off <laughs> He's just so dedicated to giving people a good show that even when they're not there, he'll do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is one I considered coming out of the chamber as a potential title feud. Um, Seth, of course, had been mentioned as Shane McMahon's opponent before yeah. Shane McMahon sweated his way out of the company <laughs> uh, after the Royal Rumble, but... Uh, yeah, I mean they're doing the Jericho, they're doing the Jericho Owens thing with this feud. The, the dynamic is so similar. This one mega mal, mega that yeah. <laughs> that word, bell end. Who's a bit extravagant and Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens, and it's good. They've got great chemistry. They had great matches before. It'd be cool. Yeah, I think like I say, if they don't do the RK Bro one, I do like this. I mean, I've pitched these two five for the tag titles at WrestleMania. I think this is getting so out there that people are gradually falling in love with it, and I think there will yeah. be great baby faces for the Alpha Academy if you don't split them. I'm with you. I think they're like I love. What, it's a bit of a selfish thing. Raw, I don't, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, can sometimes be really hard work. And you just look for the things that keep you entertained. And Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens make me smile. So the longer that they're together and doing this specific version of their like long, multi-year story, yeah, that like they, this particular bit of chemistry that they exhibit is maybe my favourite of theirs ever. So I'm, as much as this might, makes total sense for the card, I also am not against them sticking at it a little longer. Yeah, I'd like them to get their, you use the phrase often, get their flowers for what they did mm. a couple of years ago because they just went bonkers. Uh, yeah, great match. Arena yeah. WrestleMania. Um, but at the same time, I know you, you're a fan of gear stuff. Imagine what Seth would dress Kevin Owens in if they're a tag team. Oh, 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 Owens, oh, is a, oh. Owens is a visionary of drip for the night. <laughs> Right, we've got here finally, Andy Murray. Please tell me your vision. I think it's fair to say that most of these predictions, like you say, you've not gone well, necessarily what you'd like to see. I mean, yeah. some of them are the matches you'd like to see, but you've kind of gone where you think WWE would head. This one, tell me about cinematic chaos. Cinematic chaos. Right, okay. So we've got Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is on her journey back to WWE, as we've seen through the various Dr. Shelby-esque segments that are playing out on Raw. <laughs> She's the fiendish goddess. It's the fiendish goddess. And we've... Yeah, the, the, the filing of the trademark for the goddess kind of suggested, oh, maybe she's going back to her old character. But that's not really what we've seen playing out on TV, is it? We've seen this this doctor, and he's 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 earnest in his attempt to get into the core of what what's going on with Alexa, what's going on in her mind. How can we get rid of all these these things that are going on inside her? The head? core of the law. The core of the law. <laughs> core of the law. Laura Jade. <laughs> that's her opponent. It's not the journey back. Her Alexa Bliss is culminating in a cinematic match because her 
supernatural, whatever you want to call it. It's not going anywhere for me. Lily's there every week. She's like possessing her when she was five or whatever the latest story was. Right? <laughs> There's all kinds of weird stuff going on. So Alexa Bliss's journey back is a cinematic match at WrestleMania. And if you're going to book Alexa Bliss in a cinematic match, who else could she possibly face at WrestleMania in cinematic chaos in a match that takes place in a box-like structure than the fiend. It's Alexa Bliss versus the Fiend, everybody. I'm so bang game for this. We've talked on other podcasts recently. I've had an epiphany lately. WWE, I thought it was just NXT 2.0. I've realized it's all of WWE, right? WWE is so ridiculous mm-hmm. that the human beings that choose to work there are no longer relatable because why would you choose to work there? Why would you choose to wrestle? If you could wrestle anywhere and you're a wrestler, why would you choose to wrestle in WWE? It used to be, used to be the dance. It used to be the biggest stage. It used to be the place where you'd make the most money. It used to be the place where you get job security. It's none of those things anymore, right? <laughs> so why would any right-minded person choose to work there? Doesn't, it's not clear. Go and work for AEW. Go and like, make your money on the internet. Sell your T-shirts. Live your dreams. All that sort of stuff. So when I look at that, I look at all these real human beings. I'm like, you're just not logical characters in this bizarre world that makes no sense. There are two logical characters in this world that makes no sense. Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. <laughs> so whilst we all have a bit of a joke and say he's gone a bit outlandish for the last entry, he's actually pitched the most logical match of all of these. We've suggested, we've done an entire podcast, a roundtable, where we've kind of come up with logical reasons why wrestlers would fight. When was the last time WWE looked a single match that used those particular <laughs> exactly, avenues exactly. to get to it? This, however, feels closer to all the WWE I've watched for the better part of two decades than anything else that I've ever wanted to, like, will into existence, yeah. anything I've ever wished for a WrestleMania card. I can't see past anything but this, quite frankly. Having been fortunate enough to be, like, part of the um, imaging process, shall we say, for this list. As soon as this <laughs> was put in front of me, I was like, well, yeah, that's WrestleMania ruined if it doesn't happen. <laughs> so I don't want to end on a low, but I'm just saying without cinematic chaos, we're dealing with worst WrestleMania ever. Well, there you go. Let us know your thoughts on our predictions. Let us know your predictions, in fact, as well in the comments section below. I feel like the fiend is amongst us. (laughs) Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. You can also let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. Follow Andy Murray at At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for the fiend without a T. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. But for now, this has been Get the Table Why. Thanks to Michael Hamlet, to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.